0: Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Friday edition of the Clay Edwards Show, the free-range human show of choice, your daily dose of reality radio. That is the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Take a Break Deliveries. It's the weekend. It's a football Friday. It's a football weekend. Don't feel like cooking? Check out takeabreakdeliveries.com or download the app, Take a Break Deliveries. They can deliver more than just food for you, my friends. They can deliver cold beer and liquor where applicable also. So, hey, you know, nothing worse than sitting around the house watching some football. You, done, you and your buddies done finished off a six-pack, 12-pack case. Whatever your limits are, I ain't judging nobody. And uh, you, you, you know you, you want some more beer, but you can't drive. You don't have too much to drive, and, uh, which any is too much, by the way. Let me be 100% uh, clear there. Take a break. Deliveries to the rescue. Hey, maybe you're hungry too, so Take a Break Deliveries can stop. They, you can order a pizza from Acme Pizza or wherever. Acme Pizza. And they can stop at the store and pick you up a 12-pack or by the liquor store and pick you up a pint, a bottle, whatever. Whatever your, your, uh, your elixir is, Take a Break Deliveries is your one-stop shop. So download the app from the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. Just search Take a Break Deliveries. Follow them on social media. They send out a promo code daily for discounted delivery fees, $3 off, $4 off. It just varies day to day. It's worth it. I mean, think about, I was talking to a guy the other day who got a DUI a few months ago. He said that DUI cost him $6,000. Don't let that case of beer or six pack of beer cost you $6,000, your freedom, somebody else's life, your life. It ain't worth it. Don't drink, don't drink and drive. Use Take-A-Break Deliveries, and uh, they'll bring it to you there at the house. And look, man, tons of locally owned restaurants on there. I I, I I dare say they've got more locally owned restaurants on Take-A-Break Deliveries than any other food app out there. So, and again, my friends out at Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's are on there as well. So check them out. Take-A-Break Deliveries, com. Follow them on social media. Download the app. And uh, let them know you heard it on the Clay Edwards Show. We appreciate Keith and the team coming back on. All right? So let me tell you all a funny story here. It was last night. It was around, let's see here, I'll tell you all exactly what time. I'd had some family over at the house. It was 9.02 p.m. Central Time. I get a text from a number I don't recognize, a local number. It says, hey. I say, who's this? She goes, Courtney. I said, Courtney who? She goes, really, Tyler? This is Courtney from the concert a while back. And uh, sends a um interesting photo. <laughs> we'll just say that. And uh, anyway, man. So we, we, we play, I play along a little bit. Now, you know, me being a nice guy, see old Clay would have like, yeah, girl, this is Tyler. This is Tyler. Send more, send more pics, send more pics. But but mature Clay, Christian Clay, doesn't uh doesn't doesn't do that anymore. You know, I, like I said, I was sitting at home. I was just reading my Bible minding my own business and this big booty pops up on my in my text feed <laughs> she just texts and says she's listening now and that's funny because i, I sent her the flyer of the show i said i'm gonna talk about this on the radio <laughs> i said you got the wrong you made the of all the numbers in jackson mississippi you could accidentally send nudes to you picked the wrong one <laughs> but uh Anyway, man, I got a kick out of it she you could tell she was embarrassed. She's like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry for sending my pick. I thought this was Tyler. I don't know who Tyler is. I hate that Tyler missed out on that. I really do Tyler. I said a prayer for you last night, man. I hope she found the right number for you, but uh that made my night i It really did just uh <laughs> you just never know, man, girls, guys, be careful make send the test text first, confirm identity uh." If you're going to do that kind of stuff. So, good stuff there. Now, look, I changed the names to protect the innocent. Their names weren't Courtney or Tyler, but that just sounds good, right? All right, man. So, look, give us a call on the Mac Hike of Flowood phone line, 601-879-0002. The Guns and Gear text line, 769 241 And we got a couple texts on the Guns and Gear text line this morning concerning, uh, what was it, cops and stuff being filmed in Jackson. Somebody texted in and says it was the first 48 that were, they were going to film here, not cops, but I'm, I'm telling you man like going back to the early '90s, back when I used to hear about cops coming to town, but when cops was really, really big, it was always they were saying cops was going to come and ride right around South Jackson, and we were all like, "Yeah, man, I wish they would. I want to tell you how stupid we were. It's like, I want to get arrested on cops." Oh man, I've come so far. I've come so far in life from wanting to get arrested on cops. To talking about cops and uh, getting honorary patches from from jump out boys and uh, whatnot, good stuff there. Hey, so let's see here, man. I had some other notes I wanted to talk about this morning. The fair. Now, I did a I did a TikTok video yesterday that made a bunch of people mad. Hashtag surprise. And it was talking about security at the fair this year. Well, I had not seen that they actually released some video. You know, they had a press conference yesterday talking about security at the fair. This year at the fair, after 9 p.m., if you're under 18, you have to be with an adult and show your ID. Well, that's going to rule out about 90% of Jackson. I'm going to tell you, when I own nightclubs in Jackson, very few people actually had an ID. I don't know if they were hiding from for warrants or whatever the case may be. You could have just said must show ID to get in. You not even have the adult, and that would have ruled out all the riffraff. But uh that, that that's a that's a move in the right direction. Capitol Police, Hines County Sheriff, the Mississippi Highway Patrol, Mounted Division. And for y'all people that don't know, I had to clarify this on the TikTok video, mounted means horses. That's the ones that are mounted on top of horses. So <laughs> That, uh, the fair will be safe this year. And my suggestion is this, you know, hear me out here, hear me out. If you mess around down at the fair and you get in a fight or you do something stupid and you go and get yourself arrested, I think they should all have to be thrown in the dunking booths and let us dunk them. And they still got to go to jail. It's not like a get out of jail free card. It's just part of the punishment. Sit there and let the let the guy guess their weight and say mean things to him. Remember I doubt they still do this with all the sissies out there nowadays and this woke generation of uh everybody's offended by something folks. Remember when the guy in the dunkin booth, the clown, would sit there and insult you all night? I, I don't wanna I don't wanna implicate anybody. But I know for a fact some of my buddies back in the day waited for him to get out of that dunkin' booth and put the old South Jackson curb stomp on him. Like, man, you can't, people get, so. I guess we were offended then too. We just actually did something about it. (laughs) Let's see here, man, on the guns and gear text line. Hey, if y'all are texting in, shoot me a name y'all want me to lock your number in with. It doesn't have to be your real name. It can be your, it can be your screen name. It can be an alias. I don't care. I just don't like saying unknown texture on the radio, but I I, I love reading y'all's text. But uh, concerning the first 48 versus cops. It says, uh, it was the first 48, Harvey Johnson shut it down because it would have give the city a bad look and deter tourists from coming. Well, imagine that. Um, the city still has a bad look and tourists don't come. So, <clears throat> there's that. And that was from Roger. Thank you for sending your names in, guys. Uh, let's see here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lock you all into the phone. But yeah, so the fair is going to be safe. Ain't no doubt about it. Uh, I wasn't even going to go this year. After the crawfish bowl stuff, i like, you know what, man, I'm done. I don't really like the fair personally. Never since I was a kid. I haven't liked it. it just gives me anxiety being around that many people. And uh, so I, I don't typically go. I may sneak down there and grab something to eat. But you can get a chicken on a stick at any gas station in Mississippi on any any corner. There's three gas stations on Highway 471 out there by where I work. And I can stop at any of them and get a chicken on a stick seven days a week. And I know pens, is, you know, it's, it's, it, it hits different. There's a pins in Brandon, too. I can stop and get a chicken on a stick from there. So I don't I don't know. The the thrill is gone as far as, like, going to get fair food. I mean, if I want a Euro, there's plenty of good places in Jackson, Mississippi, or Central Mississippi, year-round to get a good Euro. And, I, look, I, I was down there with my daughter a few years ago at the fair, And I got on a ride with her. And I told God if he let me off that ride alive, that I would never, ever get on another ride, and I have stayed true to my word. I've I've told God a lot of lies about if you'll just let me out of this, I'll never do it again. I have stuck to that one. I have absolutely stuck to that one. It was kinda like the pirate ship sort of deal, but you face forward, so every time it goes up or to the side you you slide over. I don't think it was made for big boys. I was on the very end. I thought I was going to slide right out that thing. It was uh, it was not fun at all. And then no telling how much methamphetamine was used to put it together. Just uh, somebody, uh, Roger, texts in and says, and three times the price markup hits different too. Yeah, that that $7 euro for $21, I don't know how much it costs, but yeah, it's high down there. But I mean, look, I get it, man. I, I encourage everybody to go. We need to support these type of events. You know, everybody always says, well, "Just move the fair." Well, there's not a fairgrounds anywhere else to move it to. Uh, that's a big operation down there, and we need to support that. Andy Gibson's done a hell of a job down there, fortifying the fairgrounds. They're getting rid of those uh, those uh, crackhead hotels over across the street. They tore down the old Denny's building this year. There's going to be a real litmus test this year, and they got a water well down there also. This is going to be a real litmus test coming out of COVID and uh, all that stuff. Is the fair back? We'll see. Let's take a break real quick. We're live in the Dustin Bailey at Southern Magnolia's Realty Studio. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back on 103.9 W-Y-A-B. Good morning, Jackson, Mississippi, and all surrounding areas. You've tuned in to the free-range human show of choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I am, of course, Clay Edwards. And just like Tate Reeves, it's always a good day when I ain't got to be in Jackson. (laughs) <laughs> Boy, he really lit y'all up with that one. I can't believe how many people are all mad. Buddy of mine, uh Jay White, he put it on Twitter, so I'll say his name. Jay's been around radio for a long time in Jackson. I love Jay. Great South Jackson dude, but he took it more personal than I did. He tagged me. because I sure hope you're mad about this. I- I'm mad because it's true, not because he said it. It is a great day not to be in Jackson. Anytime you can not be In Jackson, I mean, I hate it again. I tell you all the time. I love my business owner friends and God bless them. I'm praying for them every day that all goes well. I'm not going to say which business, but I know for a fact, the city of Pearl is actively recruiting some uh, Jackson uh, bars, restaurants, uh, and other businesses. (laughs) I mean, kick a kick a man while he's down. I've seen the letters. Good stuff there, man. I love it. I love it. Uh, good morning to everybody. I hope y'all. Are, I hope y'all have again. I hope you have a safe day. We're live here in the Dustin Bailey at Southern Magnolias Realty Studio at the lovely Cotton Exchange Plaza out here in Florida, Mississippi. You know, uh, speaking of Dustin Bailey and the Southern Magnolias team, uh, real quick, and I'm gonna get into this further in the show. But uh, man, they put together that huge first responders appreciation event Saturday out at the Nature Park in Flowood. What a great event! What a great event to get to come out there and shake the hands of so many firemen, police, deputies, EMTs, meet their families. There were little kids running around out there, and little firemen. There was a little girl in a little fireman costume. No, I'm sorry, little girl in a uh, dressed up like a little miniature Rankin County deputy, and there was a little boy dressed up like a I want to say Flowwood Fire, but just really neat. It was it was hot. It was hotter than I thought it would be, but hey, uh, that's the price we pay to, uh, to get out there and do what we do. So I'm going to talk about that more in the show. I got a special gift from the Rankin County Sheriff's Department I-20 interdiction team. I'm going to tell y'all all about that. And uh, real quick, man, you know, we, uh, we've helped raise some money and promote an event for officer or deputy William Lindley and, uh, for his battle with cancer. I got some fingers crossed good news. On that front, Lindley was heading to Houston Saturday, right after he left the event, to what to what they hope is his final round of treatment and surgeries to kick cancer's ass. Man, I snuck a cuss word in. I can't help it. So keep Lindley in your prayers, and he'll be he'll be back out there on the roads doing what he does sooner rather than later. So uh, mm-hmm. say a prayer for Lindley. All right, look, let's jump in this morning. How about we? They uh just can't help themselves. If destroying Jackson wasn't enough, now they gotta destroy Ridgeland too. Man, oh man. I tell you, I mean, I could put a put a put a fork in North Park, it's done. Put a fork in it. Then again, maybe not. You know, because when business owners fight back and they shoot, I don't care how old you are, you put you pull a gun on a business owner and they shoot back you know, i am telling you right now, front runner for local business, Save Jackson business owner of the year is the guy who shot the 16-year-old girl. You got to make an example out of these folks. You got to let them know, homie, don't play that. We ain't doing that around here no more. And all over some popcorn. You know, I ain't just read every story on it. But I got one pulled up here. This is on WLBT.com. It's uh, real quick here. A teen was arrested and charged with aggravated assault with a weapon after shooting incident after a shooting incident inside North Park Mall in Ridgeland. This was on Saturday. Ridgeland police say, Good Lord, at this name, Zalil Deshelle Patterson, sixteen, tried to steal from a popcorn store inside the mall around five twenty on Saturday. According to authorities, Patterson pulled a gun on the store owner. However, (laughs) however, police chief Brian Myers says the owner shot first, striking Peterson in the leg. Well, there you go, Democrats. Finally just shot somebody in the leg. Let's see how it plays out. (laughs) Shot him in the leg, and then she was transported to UMMC to be treated for her injury. Patterson is being held in Madison County Detention Center, and no bond has been set at this time. Uh, RPD says the store owner had been interviewed and has fully cooperated with the investigation. Has fully cooperated with the investigation. No charges have been made at this time. We are so fortunate that no one else was injured in the incident. The Ridgeland Police Department said in a press release special thanks to the City of Madison Police Department and the Madison County Sheriff's Department for their prompt response to assist the Ridgeland Police Department in this incident occurring. So let me say this, there's a video and I shared it to my personal uh, Facebook page. Just go search Clay Edwards and uh, somebody messing with me on Facebook here. Um, Somebody said, uh, not somebody said, I shared a video. I tried to share it to save Jackson, but for some reason on my mobile device now, I can't share stuff like articles to the save Jackson page. And I, or pages in general it's like you have to be logged into a desktop it's a nightmare so I shared it to my personal page it's a video I guess a guy had just bought his little son some Jordans and they were kind of doing a an unwrapping an unboxing little shoe review which I like that kind of stuff it's a guilty pleasure of mine I'm just an old shoe head and I love old Jordans and stuff like that but uh they were unboxing the shoes it's about a three minute long video so it's about the two minute and 40 second mark. You hear, you hear the shots ring out. It's seven or eight shots, give or take a few. I mean, the poor little boy, I mean, absolutely traumatized. Man, it was heartbreaking to watch it from that point of view. Absolutely heartbreaking. Because, I mean, just imagine being a kid, the little things you remember. I, I ain't got to go into details as to why it's heartbreaking. It's just sad. All over, some girl pulling a gun over some popcorn. And you can say, well, Clay, I mean, she got shot at your toes dang popcorn. You should have just let that go. She rolls up, a 16-year-old rolls up in the mall with a gun. What the hell is wrong with y'all, man? Over some popcorn? It doesn't matter what it's over. you going to catch some hot lead. You might as well have been stealing some jewelry. I mean, real talk. And look, I know we got some calls. We'll get to the calls in the next segment, so I appreciate y'all uh, bearing with me there. Uh, so the, the trust me, the phone lines will be wide open this morning because I want to hear what y'all got to say. But a 16 year old female with 37 vowels in her first name takes a gun to rob the popcorn store. Man, look, and of course from Jackson, but but here but here's the mistake she made. She effed around and found out not once, but twice on Saturday. It was a two for one for Miss DeZil Zaville, the real deal. Oh, whatever. I can't even say her name again. She got shot and she did it in Madison County. Ain't no judge. Tommy Green ain't going to be able to help her out on this one. There won't be no catch and release. You got D.A. Bubba Bramlett on the case. There won't be no catch and release. There won't be no GoFundMes. We're going to make sure. There won't be no GoFundMes. We can't raise money to, to get out of jail. Anyway, so it, it, you hate it for North Park, man. They invested all that money. I mean, it's a beautiful facility now. Beautiful facility. You hate it. But I'll say this. I will say this, something about knowing the business owner fought back makes me want to go buy some dang popcorn right now and show my support. I do. I I want to go support that. I actually feel safer now going to North Park, knowing that the business owner fought back. But, of course, you know, if you go digging in through some of the comments on places like WLBT and this, that, and the other, or Save Jackson or anywhere else where there's some knuckleheads in the comments, He ain't had to shoot her. He ain't had to shoot her over the damn popcorn. She pulled a gun on him. She didn't get shot over popcorn. She got shot because she was going to shoot him over popcorn. She didn't have to do all that over popcorn. It's like when I talk about hashtag good guys win again, hashtag escape to Jackson, when the idiots out in Rankin and Madison County decide they want to run from the police and try to run back into Jackson. It's not, it's not the, well, Clay, it was just a speeding ticket or it was just a blink or it was just an expired tag. None of that matters anymore. You hit the reset button when you decide to run. It's now a high-speed pursuit because you didn't stop. It ain't over. Whatever misdemeanor it may have been, and 99 times out of 100, it's not a misdemeanor. It's always something more. That's why they run. Most people aren't running over an expired tag. Or a speeding ticket. They're running because they got dope, then they kidnapped somebody, they got felony warrants, illegal guns, whatever. I could go on and on. Well, this girl got shot because she pulled a gun, not because she stole popcorn. It wasn't like she had grabbed a bag of popcorn and was running away and caught some hot lead. She pulled a gun. Now, was it reckless to shoot a gun inside the mall? A half dozen times, probably. But it's shoot shooter. get shot. I said this on the show the other day. If it's going to be you or it's going to be me, it's going to be you every time. If I got to pick one or the other. Every time. We're going to tell another story in here today about a uh, couple little thugs out in Byron. Uh, pulled a a B and e on the wrong house. A couple minors getting charged as adults. Uh, I found out whose house it is. Boy, they messed up. They messed up. They effed around. They found out. Hashtag good guys win again. I got a text on the Guns and Gear text line that said, too many unsupervised teens inside North Park. Absolutely. That's a big problem, and I think that's something that is going to have to be addressed. You're going to have to address how many teens or just be, or using the mall as a daycare, or the mall is being used kind of as a daycare, something for them to do. And where's the, old, the my favorite crowd? Clay ain't nothing around here for these kids to do. There's plenty to do. Read a book. Just like when they're riding four wheelers up and down the dang Highway 80 or Capitol Street, ain't nothing for them to do around here. You think maybe there would be some stuff for them to do around here if they didn't take guns to North Park and start shooting, or to rob the popcorn stand. Or if people weren't scared to death because you got gangs running all around Jackson, shooting, killing each other, killing folks at gas stations. Everything else, I ain't got to go into it, y'all know. Don't stop at Jackson gas stations. All right, we're going to, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. I'm going to open up the Mack Hike Flowwood phone line, 601-879-0002. The Facebook feed just died, so it is all radio from here on out. The phone lines are wide open. the guns and gear text line seven six nine two four one nineteen forty four it's a two hour show this morning let's <clears throat> Let's make every second of it count. trying yep. to call are on there
1: yeah uh you used a
0: term this
2: morning that kind of uh upset me a little bit that's the the term trailer trash you need to to get that out of your vocabulary. There's a lot of good people that uh, live in mobile homes. Uh, there's a lot of, of people who can't afford uh, expensive homes, and uh, even some that, that rent some some lower quality homes, and uh, and they're good
0: people. I, I said I said I'm not going to name any neighborhoods. I said because there are good people, but it's just a it it is slang. It's just like calling somebody else a a hood rat. I don't mean everybody that lives in trailers is trash by no means.
2: Yeah, okay. All right, well, like I say, you you lumped everybody. Uh, you know, when you use the term trailer trash, in my opinion, you lumped everybody that, that lives in a mobile home in that group.
0: Well, I, and I, 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 well, and I, I didn't mean I, I'll just say white trash moving forward. Okay, that works. Right, there's, brother. there's
3: that. All right, thanks. Bye-bye.
0: Uh-huh. Look, man, the, the whole trailer trash thing comes back from – i'm from south jackson we ain't really had no trailers in south jackson our rival was pearl pearl had a lot of trailers rankin county had a lot of trailers it is what it is they called us trash they called us south jackson trash we called them trailer trash it, that, that's just where that came from for me now everybody else's story might be different i talk about it all the time um pearl won The the, the trailer trash won the won the battle between jackson and pearl i'm just still a little salty about it uh and I kid about the trailer trash stuff. It's just a joke. It's a figure of speech. Uh, I'm not going to apologize for it because it's a joke. Jokes are made to laugh. Anyhow, uh, let's see here. Um, more text message. Somebody texted and says, I do agree with that, man. We live in a double wide, but we live on land. Trailer parks tend to, tend to breed trash. But, you know, that's the other thing. There, man, it just is what it is. Y'all know dang well. There's a bunch of trash living trailers. There's a bunch of trash living in uh, houses too, but it's all saying it's trailer trash. And there's a lot of nice trailers. I wouldn't mind, I have no, I would have no problems going to get me a double wide. Frankly, a single wide on some land somewhere. Heck yeah! But man, when you got a lot of low income people packed in a trailer park, you're gonna have low income situations. It's no different than like in Jackson. You got a bunch of these little uh, shotgun shack duplex homes in a whole neighborhood. And, uh, or these old these old neighborhoods that are just run down that are uh, HUD, HUD neighborhoods, basically. That's where your crime's at. The white community is no different. You got a lot of poor folks around each other, you're going to have a lot of trash. It is what it is. Let's take another call here on the Mack Hiker Flow with phone line. <clears throat> hey, good morning, caller. You're on there.
2: Good morning, Clay. Look, don't get worried if somebody gets butt hurt if they about uh, the a joke. And this is Buddy. I lived in a trailer, and I'm about, once upon a time, I'm about the trashiest guy you know.
0: Amen, brother. I look, I, I wear my white trash with, uh, with, with pride. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. Well, you know, and laughing about that, I remember when I was, and look, I was in school in the 60s. If you dated a girl from Pearl, that was like picking a girl up at a leper colony. But I did. <laughs> but I mean, look, I I enjoy your show. I don't get to call as much as I'd like to because I stay busy. But, look, everybody is running around right now with their little feelings on their shoulders and ready to get butt hurt. Don't worry about them. I enjoy your show. And all the people that, you know, don't have a lot of inferiority complex and all that, uh, we enjoy it, too. And once in a while, you even hit me between the eyes.
0: I punch myself between the eyes at least twice a day.
2: Yeah, and and look, one day when I get off, I'm gonna come see you one day.
0: But Man, just don't punch me in real life.
2: All right, look, brother, take
0: care. Take care, buddy. Appreciate you, brother. <laughs> Always good in here from Mister Buddy. Uh, I like that dude. I like that dude. It says, uh, when did all these people? I got a text you on the Guns and Gear text line. I said, when did all these people get your feelings hurt? People start. When did all these get your feelings hurt? People. Start listening to the show. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, let's see. I got another text says, I grew up in a trailer for 15 years. I wasn't offended. I decided to make something of myself and get out of the trailer park. Amen to that too, brother. Amen to that too. So let's see here. Thomas chimes in on the guns and gear text line says, I bet if you had said the N word about some black people, that caller wouldn't have called and said anything. (laughs) <laughs> no comment no comment all right man let's see here if we got any more texts and what i would like to do is kind of take a little early break so we're not coming up, so we got more than two or three minutes left to uh to wind down the first hour uh, paul text in says in high school we could hang out at the mall be a customer and not rob the place we didn't need rules and curfews because we were raised right man that might be the text of the year right there paul That might be the text of the year. Well, I'm going to tell you what. If I had gone to the mall with a gun at 16 years old, frankly, if I did it at 45 years old with bad intentions, if I had gone to the mall with a gun at 16 to rob something, to steal some popcorn, it wouldn't have mattered. I might as well hit the jewelry store because the the punishment's going to be all the same, right? (laughs) I would... Hope to pray that whenever they shot me, that it just took me on out. Put Clay out to pasture. Because if I had somehow ever got back home, Roy and Shelby were going to show no mercy. They were going to take turns beating me every which way but loose with the belts, with the paddles. They may they may tie me to a pole and back the car into me a time or two. It would have been absolute torture if I had gotten home. Man, i still, I, tell you, I told you all the story, man. I called my sister the B word one time, riding in the car when I was a kid. My mom, somehow or another, she was driving, I was in the passenger seat. She reached around, smacked me with her left hand, had to go cross body, then pulled over and got a uh got a switch out of a tree and slapped me again, beat my butt on the side of Raymond Road there with a switch. So look. All right, let's take a break real quick. Caller, if you'll stay on hold, I'll come back to you as soon as we get back from this break. This is the Clay Edwards Show, and we'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB.
3: The word trailer trash insulted him. Yes. When me and you were coming up, there were some exceptions. But if you lived in Rankin County in the 80s, you either lived in a trailer or you lived on the water reservoir. You had a few established neighborhoods like... Cross Gates and Castle Woods, and they weren't nowhere near the size they are now. But for the most part, you were white trash if you lived in Canyon unless You lived on. The, there were some exceptions, sure. And you know, you talked about white white trash. You remember Robin Hood? I think that's one of the places you just didn't want to mention. That,
0: it, that, that's really. I was going to say Robin Hood. I mean, well, I, I, there's Hood some good was folks. Designed
3: there. to be a resort, yeah. And people started putting all them trailers in there. I can, you know, when well, we told the story
0: really, about Lake Ridgely a minute ago. Growing up, Lake Ridgely was the was was the Robin Hood of Barham. Yeah, you know, I mean, there are good folks out there. It ain't the whole thing, but the same thing it was intended to be something that it wasn't.
3: Yeah, it was try it was going to be like a late dockery, and just didn't work out that way.
0: A zoning or lack thereof. You can't put trailers and houses in the same thing. It ain't going to work.
3: You you can't, and yeah, that's. But they're everywhere now, man. I mean, but but here's the deal: Moden and that's pal, just correct me if I'm wrong. You can't even put a trailer in county, can? You
0: I, I don't know if you can anymore. And I don't know what the rules are. There's plenty of them out there. They got all them trailer dealerships. I'm assuming you can put them somewhere.
3: You remember back in the '80s and the '90s where there—that's all there was on highway. There was probably ten of them.
0: Yep, I know. Part of Jake Windham's, uh legacy is to clean up uh, clean up '80 there. So we'll see how it all shakes good, out.
3: Good luck with that. Yeah. Have a great day, bye. All right,
0: brother. Appreciate it. All right, let's try this again with caller number one. Hey, caller, are you there? I'm here. All right, I'm sorry about that. We got My lines got crossed there.
1: Well, that's okay. I didn't know who, who was supposed to answer tonight. But I was just going to say that, uh, you know, must be some hope for Thomas because I actually agreed with him. But Vince, second caller, I think he's a lost cause.
0: Yeah, uh, they're – There, there must be an asteroid barreling towards Earth when that many people agree with anything Thomas says. And yeah, the the last guy, look, man, this—I don't know. Like everybody's trying to pick sides on this welfare deal, and you ain't got to be down with either side. I'm not good with the people getting the welfare money. I don't care about poor Mississippians getting welfare. Not if now disabled people, different story. But just people who are poor because they're lazy. I don't you're not my demographic. I'm here to support the blue collar folks who are getting their paychecks robbed and stolen every week and month by the state of Mississippi and the federal government. That's who I'm talking to here. And I, I'm not supporting these folks and this Marxist LGBTQ BLM agenda. I'm, I'm not doing it. You're going to get up and you're going to go to work. Well,
1: there's a great saying it says that which you, you subsidize. You get more of, but that which you tax, you get less of. Less of, and so Thomas really wants to stop or, or fix the problem. He's right. The problem in the black community is fatherless homes. You know, no dads in the home. But why is that the case? Like the guy who takes it in, LBJ, the Great Society, who basically subsidized father fatherslessness and destroyed the black community. It's 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 white Democrats is your problem, but, you know, to cut that off, to cut the spigot off, to cut the incentive, you know, that would be considered racist and hard-hearted now. It's it's like the the problem has kind of perpetuated itself.
0: Agreed, 100%, brother.
1: You know, I hope Thomas agrees not with just the first part, but the second part. That's got to happen, not only in the black community, but, you know— People are are humans are humans, whether you're black, white, yellow, whatever. We're all susceptible to, uh, you know, to the same conditioning. And uh, and I don't put one group of people above the other, but what what hurt the black community is they were already susceptible, you know, when they started the welfare state. And, uh, you know, that's just the only thing that's going to fix it. But, you know, Marxism, cultural Marxism... They saw it in the 1920s to take advantage of that disparaging situation to to win the black community over to socialism through dependency. And and they've succeeded are succeeding.
0: Yeah, I was just about to say this, this, this test run of welfare slash socialism has, uh, depending on your point of view, either been a huge success or a complete and utter failure. And I, I, I think I know which side you and I are on.
1: But, you know, if you've heard of the famous quote by LBJ, and I'll use the N. n he said if we get those n word and he used the real word, um, on welfare, we'll have them vote Democrat for 200 years.
0: No, He was correct.
1: and Exactly. And so, um, you know, these people are so gung-ho Democrats, and they thinking that— America owes an apology to the American Indians or to the blacks for slavery or whatever the case may be. It's not America. It's the Democrat Party. They owe an apology. And that's that's all i got. I know you got other callers on the line.
0: Hey, brother, I appreciate it. Great call as always. Thank you for listening this morning.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh-huh.
0: Great call there. Uh, always level-headed. Enjoy that. I enjoy screaming and shouting some too, but I do always enjoy a good level-headed call there. And uh, let's see here, man. The guns and gear text line is, um, if it was a nuclear reactor, we are having a meltdown. <laughs> let's see here. Uh, somebody texted in and says, both callers, Thomas and the person talking about the tank scam are just lost causes. The government isn't designed to support citizens. The money shouldn't exist in the first place. Since the money does exist, sure, it shouldn't be stolen. However, it was stolen by the government to give Disenfranchised people. So how can they turn around and get mad that someone has stole it back? That, that's my point. You know, that's the point I made. And I did a video. It's on all my social media. Y'all can go check it out. I got a couple cuss words in there, so I ain't gonna play it for you. But <clears throat> I said, man, the money was stolen from us. And I touched on this on, on Friday's show, but I had a guest in here and didn't want to drag him down that uh drag him down that conversation. The money was stolen from us. I don't care if Brett Farr. Phil Bryant or whomever Nancy Drew knew like the Hardy boys running right here looking for a clue. I don't care who stole it. It's already been stolen from me. Doesn't affect me anymore. I mean, I'm glad Shad White's out there doing his job. All that stuff. I fully support these investigations. But as I said in my video. When white Republicans steal stuff. It's all over the news. Every liberal rag around here, the Mississippi Free Press, the Jackson Free Press, the Mississippi Today, and everybody else, they're on it. On it like white on rice. Like it's the worst travesty to ever happen. When these black Democrats can't even keep the water running in the city of Jackson, it's, somehow, that's racism. It doesn't make sense to me. If you're going to talk about one set of criminals, you have to talk about the other. It was just like in that Memphis shooting, not shooting, but the the two black kids that were running around hunting white people. The news channels would not even report that part of it. They would not say they were hunting white people. They just said they were making terroristic threats to people of the community. There is a double standard. And they're slapping us in the face with it every single day concerning this race stuff. And if you say anything against it, they try to give you the scarlet letter of being a racist. They're going to paint me red and hang me out to fly. Because I'm not going to put up with this crap anymore. We'll be right back. And I can't believe it as I was signing off that last bit, thanking everybody that's out there working today. I somehow failed to mention our Leo, our law enforcement, our first responders, our firemen, our National Guard out here in Jackson, making sure everybody gets all the water they need. Uh, shame on me. Shame on me. Uh, so again, law enforcement, firemen, first responders, military, all you guys, thank you for what you're doing. Our great folks down there working at the water plant through the Labor Day weekend, trying to get it back up and running so you can get these Democrats their water. Thank you for what you're doing. Uh, <clears throat> it's a shame that it took complete failure of the water plant to get everybody to come together. But Hey, here we are. It's like weddings and a funeral. We only see each other at weddings and funerals as we get older. Apparently we only get a, we only see each other at a, when the water plant fell <laughs> in Jackson. All right. Hey, look, man, I want to welcome a new partner to the show this morning. We are live in the Dustin Bailey at Southern Magnolia's realty studio. And, uh, we got a new partner, man. I'm really excited about this. A one gear and auto. Located right down there at twenty seventy three Highway forty nine south in Florence. If you're heading south on forty nine, they're right there on the right. Big white building, big huge signs as A one Gear and Auto. You have, hey man, brakes, water pumps, all your auto repair needs. They they take care of air conditioners, the whole nine yards. But what they really specialize in, <clears throat> and they've become the go to in the area, is for differential work, gears in your in your uh. You know you guys that drive big four wheel drive trucks and jeeps, you know what I'm talking about here. You jack these things up and you just thinking hey I'm just gonna you know I'm just gonna roll with these these gears in the back and you know, hey man, these big tires having a hard time pulling this truck's having a hard time with these big tires. take it down there, let them upgrade you you know get that front and rear differential, new gears the whole nine yards get that thing running right. Everybody's got these big wheels and tires on the trucks now. your truck ain't made from the factory to handle. That big of a wheel and tire. So again, you have any problems with your differential, your drivetrain? Go see my, my folks down there at A1 Gear and Auto. AC repair, radiator repairs, uh, front and rear differential, ratio changes, brakes. Again, water pumps, whole nine yards. They are, the only thing they don't do they don't work on diesel engines. Now they they'll they'll work on your uh, your differentials and stuff in your in your diesel, but they don't work on diesel engines. So, But anything else, give them them a shout. Let them know you heard it on the Clay Edwards Show. You can reach them at 601-939-1060. But it's Labor Day, man. These are good, hardworking folks. I know they're probably sitting back today. They're going to watch the football, maybe drink a cold beer. I don't know. I don't want to speak for them. That's what I'd be doing if I wasn't working. (laughs) Anyway, welcome to the show, A1 Gear and Auto. Hope you stay for a long time. All right. Back to environmental racism here on the Clay Edwards Show. Uh, we love to mock and meme the left as much as possible if you're new here. Uh, the ridiculousness of, uh, of the left and how everything is magically racist. This, um, you really need to see the video or, the, or a picture of this guy to appreciate the utter stupidity of this. But there is a picture of him on my Save Jackson page and the link to this video. you just have to scroll down a few days to get to it. But uh, here we go. Let's play this article. This is from ABC News
4: city in Mississippi, 80 percent of the population black. And it's becoming pretty clear now that floods may have triggered this water crisis. But advocates like our next guest say it's environmental racism that's making it worse. Mustafa Santiago Ali is executive vice president of the National Wildlife Federation. He's also the founder and CEO of Revitalization Strategies, working as a strategist and policymaker for environmental justice. Good to see you, Dr. Ali.
5: Thank you for having me, Karis. Nice to be with you.
4: Well, you have worked with more than 500 domestic and international communities. What do you make of what's going on right now in Jackson, Mississippi?
5: Well, it's a tragedy that's happening. It's an emergency that's going on that did not have to happen. We've known about the impacts that were happening to the water infrastructure in Jackson, and there has been inaction by so many Uh, especially those in in the state house uh, and others who have refused to make the investments that are necessary to protect people's lives. We have to be very careful in this moment. We don't want to make Jackson a sacrifice zone. You know, Jackson's uh, motto is, Jackson is a city with soul. The question becomes, are we going to protect those souls, those 80% African-Americans who are living there, along with the other brothers and sisters who are there? Are we going to be willing to to make the investments? Are we going to be able to actually come together to make real change happen? We know the history throughout the South in relationship to the disinvestment in Black communities historically. We don't have to hold on to the sins of the past. We can actually move forward. And make sure that we are doing the things that are necessary to protect people's health, uh, to also make sure that we are helping to strengthen their economic situation uh, and to get ready to deal with the climate crisis that we see each and every day now.
4: All right, so you've named it. It's not a new problem. Uh, Jackson's dealt with years of uh, dealing with this old and aging water system, and you've got a community that's predominantly black. So how does Jackson get justice here? How do you move forward, especially when the mayor says it's going to take billions of dollars to get to get to the place where they need to be?
5: Well, the first thing that we do is deal with the immediacy of the emergency that's going on. And it's great to see so many people coming together to make sure that folks have bottled water, they have other portable types of water to begin to to make sure that we are addressing that need in this moment. The other thing that we do is begin to get much more focused on policy and the resources that already exist to make sure that we are moving forward on the steps that are necessary. So we know that there are $75 million that were part of the bipartisan infrastructure bill. So we got to make sure that those dollars are actually getting to the spaces and places that need them the most. We also know that we have resources from the state revolving loan fund. So we have to make sure, one, a quick analysis to see where are those dollars going across the state of Mississippi? Are they actually going to our most vulnerable communities? We also have to make sure that we are building up the health infrastructure to make sure that folks are dealing with some of the impacts that could come from this, from bacteria and viruses and parasites and a number of other things. So in this moment, we need to be able to come together, make those investments, make sure we're doing an environmental justice analysis as well.
4: So let's talk about the Biden administration's Inflation Reduction Act, which does include these historic investments in environmental justice, including establishing several new environmental justice grant programs. If you were running the show here, how would you use these grants? What would your first move?
0: Let me just stop it there and say, if this guy was running the show here, there'd be rainbows
4: everywhere. B, Dr. Ali.
5: I would put together a comprehensive strategy, and I would make sure that both the Environmental Protection Agency that is helping to lead the environmental justice block grants and some of the other grants that are water related are coming together with a number of other folks, with folks over at HUD at CDC and HHS. And I would also make sure that a couple of the other agencies were also a part of those sets of conversations. I would expand uh, the things that FEMA is doing in this moment uh, to make sure that we're dealing with both what's happening in this moment. And as we move forward over the next set of years to build that infrastructure.
4: Mustafa Santiago. Ali.
0: So I played this whole thing because for some reason, the, the guy that is the Wildlife Federation president is now a, what? Is, what is environmental racism activist? Why? This makes my head hurt, y'all. I can't handle too much more of this stupid stuff. This is why we ain't got no respect for y'all. I mean, this is why I just we see y'all walking down the road. If you saw this guy, he looks like a clown. I just look at y'all and I laugh. Like oh my god, here they come again! Here come the racisms, folks. Everything's everybody else's fault. Jackson's issues are Jackson's issues. They're not because of racism. <laughs> Ironically, they are, but not because of the kind of racism they want you to think it is. It's because of the set aside program and make sure all that. You know, I don't know if y'all were listening to the show. It was Thursday or Friday. Kingfish called in with a little breaking news, a but more so than breaking news. There was a big rift between the the Democrats at City Hall and the city's le- legislation representatives. Uh, you, you know, your local Democrats that represent the city and the legislature. And they're upset that they're trying to call a special. The, the mayor and his team were upset with your David Blunt's of the world that they're trying to get a special session called to get money from the state. They don't want the money from the state. They because it comes with shad white oversight. They're thinking they're going to get a big bang of money, big dump truck of money from the federal government in which the state would not have oversight over. They're just going to back it up. They all they're going to get rich. Their 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 buddies are going to get richer. They're going to get their kickbacks and Jackson's still going to be without quality dependable Water. I want y'all to think about something here. So we're about a week into this, right? I think this popped off Monday night last week. Because we came in here Monday, we just did a you know a normal show. And uh about six five thirty, six o'clock Monday is uh well throughout the day Monday, all hell broke loose with water or like thereof. And then Monday night. So we're a week into this. A week into this we went from zero water pressure to the entire city Having water pressure. And I imagine by the end of this week, a lot of the boil water notices will be lifted at the pace they're going anyway. When the Republicans had to step in, when Daddy had to step in, the good guys had to step in and clean up 30 years of mismanagement and mess down at the water plant. So, in essence, it's taking one week of doing the job right. To fix the problem. How could the city not do that? Somebody tell me how the city could not do that. In one week, the state has figured out what to do. They've got pumps running. You mean the city ain't got no money to do that? They got money. They got that dang ARPA money or American Recovery Act, the COVID money. They could have done this. I firmly believe they didn't know how to do it. And that should scare the hell out of everybody. They don't know how to put a plan in in place to actually get anything done. But as soon as they don't get it done, they blame it on racism. I mean, this is what I'm talking about. This is why nobody cares when y'all call them a racist anymore. Because the people screaming about everything racism, or you're a racist, are complete bumbling idiots. How is this about racism? Jackson is 80% black, ran by blacks, managed by blacks. There's nothing racist about it unless it's black-on-black racism. It was mismanagement of funds. You know, Kingfish said it best. I hate to keep quoting folks from last week, but he said, and, and I stole this quote from one of my interviews. He said, it's like getting a car and not changing the transmission fluid for 20 years and then wondering why. Your transmission is messed up. That's what they done. It was no maintenance. And then when you finally do get the transmission worked on, you take it to an oil change place to get your transmission fixed instead of a transmission shop because they don't have the right employees down there working. This ain't no knock on staff down there. It ain't your fault. And so I'm not knocking the staff down there at Dobie Curtis. I'm knocking the city for not hiring the, the right folks to work with you and working you to death. It's a dang shame. All right, this is the Clay Edwards Show. Phone lines are wide open. We'd love to hear from you guys this morning. Mac Hike and with phone line, 601 879 0002. If you'd rather text, the Guns and Gear text line is 769 241 1944. We'll be right back here in the Dustin Bailey at Southern Magnolia Realty Studio after this break.
2: Thanks for listening. Tune in next week as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.